Welcome to the Wander Learn Podcast. I'm your host, France Tapon. In this episode, I interview Mary Hunter. She is an artist, mostly a painter, but she does all other types of medium. And she lives in Austin, Texas. She talks to me about her travels. She has traveled over 40 countries, and she has 10 simple rules that she has learned throughout her travels. And she wanted to share them with me. I met her originally on the Continental Divide Trail, just serendipitously. We were, I was just hiking right through Ghost Ranch, and she was there with some of her girlfriends at the Ghost Ranch in New Mexico, and ran into them, took a picture of them, and left. And ever since then, we've kind of stayed in contact more or less. She's a good friend, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And now, enjoy Mary Hunter's advice. raised in the military. I moved every two years till I got to college. So you're a military brat? I'm proud of it. Why are you proud of being a military? Why are you proud of being a brat? Because it's just being independent and being myself and enjoying life and not fitting in a box. That's true. And speaking about a box, though, you have painted within a box all your life. In the sense that you've got a canvas and you're limited to oh, the, the canvas yeah. of the, the box that's the canvas. Well, I started out a traditional painting in a box, and now I'm doing mixed media, assemblage, repurposed art. What does that mean, repurposed art? Uh, when I find stuff on the ground and it's meaningful to me, I pick it up and, and it speaks to me in an art way and I put it together. Okay. But it has to be meaningful to me. I've had... Friends drop garbage on my porch thinking I would like it, <laughs> but it doesn't mean a thing to me. Hey, I just picked up some dog poop. I think this is really great for you, Mary. Let's make some art out of this. <laughs> um, no, I would never go that far. Okay, but cat poop is okay. Dog poop is out. <laughs> We're going to go over your 10 rules of travel. Before that, I want to get a little bit more into kind of like your details of who you are. You've been to... 40 countries. Part of that is to inspire your artwork? No, I have a passion for travel and meeting strangers. Tell us about that. Like, where do you think, do you think that came from your army experience? Of course. Okay. That's my background. And also I, I learned to blend in everywhere I went because military kids are always different in communities uh, except with their own, you know, in their own military community. But outside that, you are different. Why is that? Just because you're a foreigner by essence? Yeah. Did you ever Did you ever live overseas? Yes. In Germany or? I lived in Japan. I lived in Hawaii when it became a state. Oh, you were there when it became a state? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, there were real Hawaiians there then. Wow, like Obama. Yes. <laughs> I'm Barry Manilow and Bette Midler. <laughs> what do you mean, Barry Manilow? He wasn't born in Hawaii, was he? I don't know if he was born there. Okay, but, but he was living yeah. there. Yeah, also I love Bruno Mars. Okay, and he's also a Hawaiian? Hawaiian? Yes. No kidding. Yeah. I bet he surfs too. Let's dive into uh, your artwork just briefly about your history. You've been in galleries in Texas and where else? 
Just Texas. Okay, you've been focused mainly yeah, on Texas. but I have been in shows in other parts of the country. What's And so show is like a temporary thing versus the galleries? Well, part being accepted into a group show, mm-hmm. and then I've been in those. But I was at one time, I was in four galleries in Texas for several years, and then mm-hmm. because of moving, I went down to two and then up to three, and now I'm down to one because all I want to do is travel. It seems to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes great painters are known almost as much for their personality as much as their actual arts. Salvador Dali, for example, he happens to have a very eccentric personality. Mm-hmm. And do you think he would have been as recognized if he didn't have all that flamboyant personality? Would he have ever been discovered, celebrated, had he been, quote-unquote, normal? I don't know. Probably not. But many artists are introverted, so you don't know about them until they're dead. And then you find out their background and you understand more of where they're coming from. Do you ever feel pressured that you should have been more theatrical or kind of like David Bowie and dress up in crazy costumes to no, attract attention? No, not at all. Okay. I've always been myself. Okay, but do you do you know of painters who do that kind of stuff? I guess if you're painting to sell, I've always painted just because it was a way of healing myself or getting through life or just coming from my soul. Like now I'm doing way more minimal work. And I think it's because I really am into the silence because our world is so noisy. And I believe I really like mantras and meditating. And so my work has become very still, very quiet. And I think it people um, enjoy it because of that, because they're bombarded with so much today, technology. Mm. And I like texture because it, evokes feelings from them it's not as cold no it's very true i've seen your art and it definitely has texture and i agree that brings serenity there's serenity in it in your at least your recent work yes and i use the house symbol a lot and it may be because of always moving to different houses but also the house has become my soul my inner being that part that you keep so close to yourself that only you know Mm -hmm and you don't really share it, or I don't. I think we all have that place we go to that's personal, private, and secret. Now let's go over your top 10 lessons you've learned from traveling. I'd like to take a minute to tell you about another podcast I think you'll enjoy. If I've learned anything about you, it's that you want real talk about the world around you. That's why I think you'll like the podcast Out Travel the System. Brought to you by Expedia. It's taking a transparent look at what it's like to travel these days, whether it's through stories from people who have continued cautiously traveling through the pandemic or by staying tuned to the very latest news from the industry. Out Travel the System is backed by a solid foundation of data from Expedia, which means it can guide listeners through the best ways to maximize their travel budgets. The podcast is providing inspiration by talking to people who have made travel a central part of their lives, from professional travel bloggers to travel journalists and beyond. This season features 
U.S. destinations like Chicago, Boston, and New York, as well as international locations like Spain and France. The episodes will guide you through when to go, where to stay, what to do, and everything else you need to know. Look for Out Travel the System on your favorite podcast platform and like and subscribe now. First, you pack your bag, take half out. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So pack your bag. And then after you finish packing, take half of it out. Take half of it out. And that's rule number one. Right. Fabulous. Rule number two. Take your necessary essentials because you may not have them in like a foreign country. They may not have shampoo or toothpaste. I see. So take your essentials. But that's, that's changed. I mean, you just came back a few days ago from France and they're obviously going to have toothpaste and, tooth, and toothbrushes yeah. and that kind of stuff. So what is essential at this point for you? Well, they didn't have conditioner somewhere I was at. Really? <laughs> but that's not essential for me. Right, right, right. Um, no, I've been to, uh, I've traveled Mexico pretty extensively, and you don't get much of the essentials there. You take it with you. Okay. I it, think it the, probably depends also where. If you're going to a tourist yeah. place or in ho- Mexico. Yeah, or if you're in a hotel that's, you know, better. Right. They'll have all that. Right. But I've gone to some villages and, mm-hmm. you know, I just think it's better to have them than okay. not have them. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. Number three. Uh, you should be confident and purposeful even when you're not. I like that. That's true. That's true. I remember once when I was in Caracas, Venezuela, I got out of a subway stop and I had absolutely no idea where I was. But boy, did you! I walked confidently and straight to who knows where. I was just like, yeah. I'm just going to go straight down the street as if I know where the fuck I'm going. And I have no fucking clue where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as a woman, you really need to do that. Right. I think. I mean, I, I act like I know just what I'm doing right. all the time. And right. I don't know anything. <laughs> Most of the time, you're completely clueless. <laughs> right. Right. But that's okay, especially when you're in France. Okay, so that's uh, great. Number four. Um, blend in. Don't stand out. Yes. Have you ever been to a, a very conservative Muslim country? I guess not. Well, I've been to Istanbul. Okay, And I've yeah. been to Turkey, Ephesus. Right. And I've walked around uh, by myself mm-hmm. into, you know, not just the mosque, but the area around it. They're what they consider convenience stores or kind of like small stores. Mm-hmm. And I um, can't speak the language, but I can smile and they'll and ask them what I want by either drawing a picture or, I don't know, like if it's a drink, I'll do an action or something. Right. And I find, Pantomime. Yeah, and I find they respond very nicely. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. And in order to not stand out... What do you do? I mean, do you try not to dress in shorts or? Well, yeah. Well, that's one of my next ones. Be respectful of their culture. That's you know? number five. Yes. Like one in Rome, you know. Mm-hmm. So respect their culture and, you know, find out what their dress is. And don't wear bright colors that flash, mm-hmm. no matter even if it's in, mm-hmm. you know, Morocco or somewhere where there's a mm-hmm. lot of color. You still don't want to stand out. I don't, anyway. I want to blend mm. in and be in the background. Right, right. 
Have you ever had situations where you did a faux pas, where you realized that you were not blending in and you were mm. kind of sticking out in retrospect and you're like, damn mm. it, I should have done something differently here? Not, or you've not always, really. Okay, you've I, always managed to blush. Yeah, I think right. in Mexico, though, I was more aware of carrying a skirt. Um, I don't think it's as bad now, but in the villages, they still, you know, are cover your head when you go in a church. Mm. Um <clears throat> stuff like that I learned also. So you wear a long skirt in Mexico in the in a small village or would yeah. you wear you wouldn't wear pants, right? Cuz a lot of women No, but ex- now you can I think now you can. Okay. Everything's more open now. Right. But I also had a my dearest friend, a Greek Orthodox. Um I could never go to her church cuz I wouldn't wear a long skirt mm. and she lives in San Antonio or lived in San Antonio. Mm. And I mean, I could have, but I didn't want to. And they have long services and stand. Mm. And I said, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but she was still my best friend. Number six. Make eye contact. Acknowledging strangers makes them comfortable. Yeah. And yep. humanize them. Right. So do you think that some people just avoid eye contact? Cause, and, and, and you feel like... You want to somehow connect with them, even if you don't speak their language. Oh, of course. And, and eye contact can really help make right, that happen. Right, and it shows you're not afraid. Mm, right. Some I notice people that don't do eye contact, it may be because they're fearful. Mm. I don't know if that's true, but I'm guessing. Right. Some societies, I mean, it's not, if, if you're a very young person, it's actually impolite to make eye contact. Like in oh. African, certain African okay, societies, so I didn't know they that. should look at, they're, they're taught to look at the ground if you're talking to an elder. I was going to say, that's to right. the elders. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But you're an elder if you're over 30. <laughs> so, <laughs> because, well, and I wasn't in Africa when I was little. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I've only been to Morocco, so. Number seven. Ask for help, you know. Just ask if you need to know something. And they're they're appreciative, too, if you're trying. And I'm fortunate. I can draw a picture. And so I can, you know, don't have to know the language. Right. I can get by with the picture. Right, right, right. That helps the artist side of you. Good. What's number eight are we at? Yes. Uh, Don't go out alone at night Mm -hmm. unless you really are with people from that country. And What what if you're with a... What if you're... Traveling with a fellow American, for example, would you still avoid it? Um, it depends what country. Probably. Okay. I just think it's safer. Okay. But if you're in Paris, then you wouldn't worry, I imagine. No. Okay. No. Right. So and if I was with a fellow, it'd be great. <laughs> Paris, Paris. I'm, all, I'm always alone, so. <laughs> right. Okay, so number nine. Be aware of your surroundings. The first thing mm. I do if I go to check in a hotel or wherever I'm staying I go outside and walk around the neighborhood right away because mm. I want to be familiar um, just with the immediate surroundings. Right. No, that's definitely mm-hmm. a good habit. I totally do that yeah. all the time as well. And number 10. <laughs> Smile and have fun. There you go. <laughs> well, you definitely do that, Mary. In certain cultures, I don't know if you've traveled much in Eastern Europe, but in Eastern Europe, uh, smiling is kind of frowned upon. <laughs> Well, so, I probably wouldn't fit in very right. well. They, they look at you as kind of being an idiot if you smile, especially if you smile for no apparent reason. Oh. If you just go up there, they, they, 
they think you're you know, mentally retarded or something is wrong with you or or you're a bloody American. So mm, bloody American. <laughs> Eastern Europeans are the exception to this rule. I think everywhere else on the planet, mm. if you smile, it is an icebreaker, yeah. if nothing else. So, Mary, what are your next travel plans? You were bold and traveled during COVID. Yes. You said, screw it. I'm going to go. And you traveled mostly in the United States, did a lot of road trips, right? Because you've got ants in your pants. You can't just sit still. Well, first, when the lockdown went down, I did day trips. So Mm -hmm. I went on all these hikes around, you know, within five hours driving around Texas. There's plenty of places. Then when um, the Hiltons came out with sealing the rooms for 48 hours and then you can rent them, uh, you know, stay in them. Then I hit the road. Got it. And then I went on uh, road trips. Nice. And then as soon as the airlines came back, I did two domestic trips. And now I did my first international. So you have single-handedly been responsible for the spreading of COVID throughout the United (laughs) States. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. (laughs) You are a super spreader event just moving around. (laughs) Well... If you want to say that, but I wasn't in contact with anybody. Oh, I did. When I visited my friends on my road trips, we did the patio things. I see. Okay. But I went straight back to the... Right, right. And you've dodged COVID the entire time, even though you've done international travels recently as well. Yeah. Just got back. So any, I mean, you just take the standard precautions of wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. That's it. And I had my vaccine. Then I went and got the COVID test, the 48-hour one. Where did you get that done, and how much well, did it cost? Well, I tr- I was looking all over, and it was like two hundred bucks, and if you went to a private clinic. But then I just accidentally called my doctor, and they said, "Oh, we can give it to you here." So I went and got it done, and didn't have to pay for it because I had um, insurance. Insurance. Got it. Okay. Well, that's your tip of the day yeah. then. Go to your doctor if you have insurance and ask them for a free COVID test and, and they'll yeah. get a turnaround of 48 hours or less. Yeah, Our, and some at 72. But and what I, do they do? They send you, uh, uh, it's, it's a printable thing that yes, you can print out yes. at home, a PDF. And I take a picture on my camera as well, mm. on my phone. Same thing with my... Um, oh, I see, in case you lose the paper. Back. Yeah, and also when I was in France, they accepted the pictures on the phone. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, You didn't always have to pull out the card. I just feel good having both. Yeah, sure. What if my phone died? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's (laughs) always good to have an extra. And then I have copies at home. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your next uh, plans for 2022? Hoping to go over the holidays to Egypt or Croatia. Um, In September, I'm... Going to some national parks I'd never been to, um, Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. Never been there. Neither have I. And I've never been to Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. Weird. And the Dakotas. So that's my end of September trip. Jackson Hole's great. I wish you happy travels and happy painting. Yes. Mary, it's been a pleasure. And by the way, I forgot to mention that we met while I was walking across the Continental Divide Trail. Yes. And stayed friends. That's right, ever since. Ever since. How weird is Serendipity, that? Serendipity, folks. That's what travel, you got to talk to strangers. I only meet strangers. <laughs> and that concludes this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. 
If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we talked about, or if you'd like to comment on the show, or if you'd like to ask me a question, then go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember FTAPON. That's my first initial and my last name. FTAPON is the username I use on all social media. You can also get to my website by going to ftapon.com. And here's one last reason to remember FTAPON. If you like what I do and would like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. And now for five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the WanderLearn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it somewhere. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn.